I need to do, you know, I used to do this periodically, but I, I had a like playlist to tell you how long all of our shows combined were. Oh, my. Uh, but I haven't done it in a long time. I should I should do that again. It was many, day, many, many days of <laughs> straight listening. <laughs> 24, 24 hours. Uh, I can't wait till we tell our grandchildren. Granddad, what yeah. did you do with your life? Well, <laughs> spent a week and a half talking nonsense about the Pacers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally a week and a half. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And some people listened, apparently. So <laughs> shout, shout out, people. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch beautiful goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 448, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we just got some Undebeatables for you, since there's still no basketball to be played uh, in our country. Uh, joining me this week are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out to... I don't know, it's hard to come up with shout outs these days. There's not much going on. Hand sanitizer? So shout out to... Sure. sure. Shout out to hand sanitizer. Ah, uh, Scoop Colson. <laughs> I'm a soap that guy was myself. My shout <laughs> From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? The electricity is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Uh, before we start the show, I'd like to remind you, you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just click the link in the show notes or go to theunbeatables.com slash Amazon. Uh, just uh, kicks a small percentage of your sale back to us. Um, uh, things you could buy, uh, electricity, you could probably buy some of there. Uh, a method to put it on fire, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a scientist, though, so... But they got everything there. All right, guys. This week, um, we're going to take a break from talking about the uh, the 95 uh, Eastern Conference semifinals with the Knicks. We're going to talk. Uh, we got some uh, mailbags. Um, and it's for the Undegoogables. Mm. It's for the Undegoogables. It's a twofer. Ah. Okay, twofer. so it's the mailbag and the Undegoogables. How am I supposed to do these uh, jingles? What do we do? Just uh, play 
play one on top of the other and just call it a day. Yeah, yeah or just intersperse them randomly whenever yeah, you yeah, want. Yeah. Just go note to note. <laughs> That'd be cool, too. Yeah, and interleaved. Uh, oh, wow. You just created yeah. a whole problem for me, Joe. Thanks a lot. Uh, so Don't blame Joey. Y- <laughs> you're going to get real good at GarageBand is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing under Google Bulls? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to. So. <laughs> so it was, you, said we, you said we signed up for it. The, the mailbag. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. All right. So we got, we got a bunch here. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll get to the ones we have time for because uh, sometimes discussions go long. The first one, I think we should get this one. The question is, and I, and I, don't, I don't know uh, exactly how we're going to answer this one, but it says, without the Google machine, can you guess why the podcast is called The Undebeatables? Mm. I don't think the answer is on the Google machine. Oh. It's probably not. So I, I'm, I think sure, I'm not sure it's in my neural machine either. <laughs> so wait, did, did you say who this is from, Joe? This is from I did not uh, this thank you, this is from uh, Andrew Preston. Uh, he's I know he's written in before. Thanks thanks Andrew for that. So uh, I think I'll do the mailbag uh, jingle now, maybe. Okay. <laughs> sure. Dealer's choice. Yeah. The, the mailbag. Um, I I think uh, I'm going to. Um, defer this uh, question to uh, Jason, because I believe that we stole uh, this name from from you, sir. Is that correct? It's definitely a fantasy name, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it was the name of my fantasy basketball team, um, which Colson liked so much, he said, we shouldn't make it not your fantasy basketball team name, we should make it the podcast name. Yeah. It's and such I a good name because that meant I had to come up with a new fantasy basketball name, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you'd already nailed it. But I thought that was fine, and I think I, I think I stole the Undebeatables from uh, our friend the dude uh, who was a roommate of mine in college, <laughs> uh, Rob. Somehow he at some point had said like, "Oh man, that's undebeatable." Or something like that. I don't sure. know. Just joking around. And I was like, that's awesome. I'm stealing that. All right. Shout out, Rob. Yeah, shout out, yep. Rob. Um, I got some uh, pushback when we named the show this because it was going to be hard to remember, Undebeatables. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I was like, whatever. I don't we trust our audience. We have faith in our audience. Mm-hmm. They can learn these things. Uh, we're glad you listen, but we don't care that you do. <laughs> you may no, be speaking for yourself. We love each and every one of our fans. What are you talking about? All right. So this was uh this is from the dude. Uh and I don't know where things come from in his brain, so <laughs> All right. So we got another one here. And I, this is uh you know, we get a lot of these uh the uh, origin of, of meaning or origin of words. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think this one is uh, is relevant for, for our times today. This one says, where do you think the word quarantine came from? Mm. 
Well, this one I think I've heard. Okay. Okay. Good. With all this quarantine. I talk. like it's, knowledge. It comes from French, and I believe that it was uh, maybe during the plague, the Black Plague, uh, the requisite time to stay a stay indoors and away from people was 40 days and so that was a quarantine 40 so days? the quarantine sure. is for 40 yeah so french via latin yeah something like that <laughs> yeah i don't know for sure which uh which pandemic plague? it was yeah. yeah 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 so that could be up for debate but it that feels good that does i, I like the middle plague. ages yeah that sounds good you like Black Plague? Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of Black Plague. I mean, in <laughs> fairness, were they, I mean, at any point during the Middle Ages, were people like, oh, you're sick, we should stay away from each other? Or were they like, oh, God just hates you, that has shit to do with me? Right. Right, yeah. yeah. So that and there wasn't, there wasn't a lot until, of, like, tuberculosis or something. Yeah, or, yeah, I mean, it, could it come as late as the Spanish flu? 1918, or is that too late? When did germ theory come about? Yeah. They weren't yeah, washing their hands wondered, during like, the Black Plague, I'm pretty sure. Part of the reason the Black Plague happened. Definitely. I mean, doctors weren't even, like, yeah. doing... They were doing surgeries in open rooms without yeah. gloves or anything, like, up until... Lister's, like, the 1880s or something? Yeah, 80s? like, early 1900s, maybe. Okay, yeah. well, let's go... Let's go, uh... uh the so uh, Spanish maybe flu. the Spanish flu. 1918. Yeah. I like that. So you think before that, people just didn't know how it spread? They didn't. They just all? piled up on no, top of each other. They had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the f- the Spanish flu, though, it's not that long-lasting. You wouldn't lock somebody up for 40 days over the Spanish flu. That's a good, good point. Call. Good call. We're good talking call. tuberculosis. Right? Okay. Okay. So we're thinking, like, late 1800s, and when is tuberculosis running rampant? Like... Or may, I mean, maybe it was even no. late, like smallpox. Smallpox, maybe. yeah, I like that. Well, smallpox was a good one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right there with polio. I mean, uh, my, my mom tells stories about how she wasn't allowed to use the public pool because her mom was afraid she'd get polio. But I guess that's later. Um, mm. Did you say polio? Yeah, polio. Oh. You're afraid to get polio. <laughs> that's why you don't take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't jump in the pool. Okay. <laughs> it's funny how it's like swung like germ theory has swung so far that people were like are like overly you know you, you know, the HIV epidemic like people went nuts for like mm-hmm. you could get it from toilet seat or something like right. that like it's swung so far as, yeah or can swing that far yeah germaphobes back then it was like right. I will happily rub my face in your blood <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> That was a, a, a pastime back yeah. then. Sure. <laughs> okay, so so we're thinking. So I know I'm ninety nine percent sure it's French. Who's getting Who's getting 40. boils? When When's boils? Is that the Black Plague? Boils go way back, right? Because isn't that a biblical thing? There was like a plague. That was one. Well, of the but I'm wondering, like, boils. when's well, like I've, people maybe thought like maybe boils like is a clear sign that someone's sick and maybe I should stay away from them. Is my point? Yeah, I mean, pustules are a pretty yeah. good indication that somebody's sick. <laughs> so mm-hmm, was that mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. yeah? Is that part of the plague? Do we get pustules? 
I think he did from the Black Plague. Yeah. So maybe mm. that's that's why I think maybe it's that. But they he still thought it like, was God. Yeah. Leprosy and stuff like that too, right? Yeah. But man, I wouldn't want to be around that. Well, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's more of a visceral, you think it's gross thing, not you think that person has germs thing. Yeah. Well, if I didn't understand what germs were, I'd just right. be like, wow, that's, yeah, the blight upon you from the Lord. Sure. I got bad news for you. Yeah. Kind of whiffed. We really? did. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, not entirely. So the, the the meaning of the word quarantine comes from quarantina, which does mean 40 days. Nice. Uh, but it was used in the 14th to 15th centuries of Venetian language. Venetian. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, and this was, it's. it looks like this specific thing originated with uh, ships that came into port. Um during the Black Plague, it would there would be a thirty day, thirty day isolation on on the boat. Well, not a, it would uh, be forty, I assume, not thirty. Uh, uh, CDC website has forty. <laughs> no, I'm looking at the uh, a different a different page, but um, yeah, so, so thirty, you know, thirty forty. So we were we were right. We just didn't do ships, that, 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 and we were French instead of Venetian. But we talked about the plague. Right. True. True. So that, that's true. But I, so I guess that's where that is. But the, the idea, the specific idea, is much much older than that. Um, there's stuff from in the biblical times, seventh uh, century BC or earlier, uh, where people that were sick were being separated out um, and and kept in isolation. Um, many so- many. I guess I'm confused now, though, right? So they people were sick, so they were isolating them to decrease infection. Why did they think they were doing that? That, that I don't know. <clears throat> so, okay, there there is a there is an understanding without germ theory. There is an understanding of of illness very early on. Like the, the, part of the reason that the. Um, um, a lot of like Jewish law is about like keeping people sanitary, right? Like um, keeping things kosher and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. The idea of expelling women while they're on their periods out of the the tribe and let them. I mean, right. all this so, stuff is about a, a couple yeah. things. Okay. So with the biblical things, they made those laws to keep people safe, not because they understood it kept people safe, right? I mean, that's like things that are handed down. Right. No, because I. I this is a, but but yeah. right. But I mean, on, on, there was, and the there was thing some basic like understanding. Understanding is the wrong word, but like the reason these things get passed down is because they're working, right? So like that's that's how this this, you know, when you're a small tribe, you're trying to keep yourself alive, and that's how you pass that along, right? Right. But so with a with a verbal history like that, as opposed to a written history, right? right. What you have is trial and error. Sure. For sure. Yeah. So, so we're agreeing. Well, I just don't understand what that has to do with proximity to things, right? I mean, that's this thing literally kills somebody. We'll stop doing that, right? Yeah. This is trial and error. This isn't. I don't understand. I don't know. This is weird to me. Right. Well, I mean, if if trial and error at some point is creating stricter laws than even that, that you know, that even makes sense at the time, because uh, there is like no understanding. Need to under, I feel like you don't need to understand everything about germ theory to understand that like everyone in the same household got, got the same illness you yeah. know like stay away from those people you know because everyone that you know it's like oh and so and so went over there and now they're sick we we ate you this know. meat that was old and everybody got sick let's not yeah, do that so again 
I'm reading that there was a prior to germ theory there was a thing called uh, miasma theory uh, which was that uh, a noxious form of bad air emanating from rotting organic matter okay now we're cooking you. yeah yeah I mean, gotcha. that's close enough yes and it's the same idea with like proximity to things like you know even if they don't it's not the same contents of the noxious air but close enough yeah so such infections uh, according to theory would not pass between individuals but would affect those within a locale that gave rise to the vapors or whatever <laughs> So they had the, so they had like, the vapor. Right? It's like diffuses a quarter of the city or something, yeah. and so, gotcha. Uh, and then I read earlier <laughs> that the 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 play, the plague of boils is probably smallpox. Hmm. hmm. Okay. So we we were partially correct for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mostly. I Mo- mostly. We were correct. talking about the black plague. We did, uh, about- so I did see that the word quarantine itself is French. Mm-hmm. So that's where that where, where I got the French from. But it does go back further. They stole it from somebody else. Mm. As all language was. Oh, I right. see. Yeah. So yeah, specifically the word quarantine correct. is French, but I see what you're saying. Right. But it was based on another word from Venice. Uh, it's still pretty weird to me that they ended up quarantining ships. Like, well, it's it like seems like a pretty lucky coincidence because they're afraid what their they're science gonna, on this was not real strong. They're afraid what they're going to get from other things. The air, yeah, yeah, but then the va- yeah, exactly. You think the 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 sea, this sweet sea air would sweep away the vapors? You would think, right? But. I think that we're, the the people of the day are at least knew more than we're we're giving them credit for. Maybe we can if we can just find out if they let the sailors who come in on those ships just go out and uh, drink at the bar and hit the whorehouses. If they let right. that happen, they definitely didn't know a damn thing. <laughs> pretty sure they let that happen. They probably did, right? I'm but, pretty sure. But, I'm pretty sure if I go to Atlanta right now, I can get a tattoo and go to the bar. <laughs> get a tattoo. So. You could probably give a tattoo. <laughs> With no prior experience. No prior experience. Right. No licensing necessary. It's just supply and demand. <laughs> Got to keep the economy open. All right. So I think we, we did okay on that one. Yeah. No. We did all right. Uh, yeah. All right. We got a couple more here. If you want to keep going, uh, does anybody know why Reggie wore number thirty-one, and when did he first pick that number? Mm. Like, did he wear that in college? Do you guys know? And be like in high school? Pretty sure he wore in college. Mm. I, don't I just know. saw a picture of him at UCLA the other day. I'm trying to, I want to say this goes back to like. He wanted to wear 13, maybe, or something. But, like, the school had retired his sister's number or something. Like that. <laughs> oh. No. They played I feel like it's something associated with that. No? Didn't they play at different schools? Different colleges. Oh, yeah. No, but, I mean, colleges. I'm talking, like, like elementary yeah, school. You, do, do elementary okay. schools retire numbers, do they? Yeah, and well, when Cheryl enough. Miller plays basketball, you yeah you do school, you retire hey, her number. When somebody quadruple doubles up in your house, retire <laughs> the number. That's right. 
Uh, but other than that, I don't know. That's my best guess. That feels good I don't, to me. I don't even know if that's true. So um, I'm pretty sure he wore 31 in college. Okay, so it's a it, it is so it is like you know if you reverse the digits, it's the opposite of the unlucky number. Mm-hmm. 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 Also, uh, prime number. Mm. Yep. Maybe he's super into prime numbers. Just a math nerd. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's quite Maybe. possible. Were there other famous number 31s prior to Reggie Miller that he would have been wanting to emulate? Like, was Jerry West, like, he was 44, right, or something. Uh, Maravich, Pete Maravich, what did he wear? See, I, look, I feel like Reggie didn't really care about the history of the game when he was growing up. He cared about yeah. like beating his sister. Like I think he right. he's he is a student of the game. He knows a bunch about basketball. But like I feel like when you're picking your number, it's really not about. I think it's not about the NBA or whatever. I think it's probably more about his family. There are not a lot of famous thirty ones in in basketball. Hmm. There's a bunch of baseball players and like Cedric Maxwell. So maybe his sister wore 30, and he was like, I'm going to wear 31, because it's better. <laughs> maybe. It's a higher number. Um, Might have big, been a big Grant Fur fan. Grant Fur. <laughs> I don't know who Grant Fur is. Right. That guy uh, he went a- by uh, Fur Fur the abuser. <laughs> <laughs> He was a he was an NHL goalie. Okay, sure. Oh yeah yeah yeah, my man. Oh that Grantford. <laughs> so he did wear uh, thirty one at UCLA. All right. Ah, I believe that. Uh, okay, we're all right. What? According to basketballnetwork.net. Uh, they have a page called NBA Players Why They Wear, Why They Pick Their Jerseys. Mm, nice. Reggie Miller, according to the site, wore number thirty-one because it was the bad luck number thirteen reversed. Mm, yes, well done, Joe. And also, his sister wore this number. His okay. sister, I think, wore, she wore thirty-one. Thirteen. It's the. It's hard to tell the way they phrase it. My guess is she wore thirteen. Okay, I think she did. Yeah. Harper's on that one. Yeah, we can look up what Cheryl Miller's number was. No, nope, right? she's 31. 31. 31 at USC. Oh, okay. Well, shit, that's awesome. So he's honoring his sister. That's a surprising homage from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's actually that's really cool. Um, that's that's so opposite of number thirteen and also honoring a sister. Probably more honoring a sister. I, I think I'd heard that in the past at some point. Um, I did find in high school he wore number five, and I don't know why. But uh, well, that's a different on Google. Yeah. Well, he just kind of said how, the question was like, how far back is he? When did he first pick number thirty? So, so high school, I guess. No college. College. He wore he wore five you know, in high he, school, which is three yeah. plus one, right? Uh, in your book, mm-hmm. sure. Okay. So no, it's probably what that is. It's a it's a four point play plus also a, a lane violation. Uh, <laughs> no, he drew a technical foul on the uh, other team. Ooh, nice. 
The old five-point play. Yep. All right. All right. And the last question he's got here is, when did the Pacers retire his number? Oh, we know this. Yeah. Do you know the – I mean, I, so it was – it was whatever. The, so he retired uh, 2004. Yeah. Or 2004-2005 season. So 05 then. 05. Yep. No 05, <laughs> yeah. So he retired in 05. Um, they would have immediately done the ceremony for him, right? Yeah, I think 06. Yeah. The, yeah, it was like the first home game of the next yep. season, right? Agreed. Which would have been 05? Uh, 05. No. Yes. First yeah, yes. It would have been October 05. Right. Yeah. Um, and then he goes into the Hall of Fame. How many years later? Uh, What's the I think it's five, like five years? Five years, and he was. He got it in the first year he was eligible, right? I feel like he waited a year. Um, I don't think I so. I think he waited a year. For some reason, they didn't at all do it at the beginning of the season. They did it at the end of the next season. Wait, wait he, at the end of the next season? Yeah. All right. Okay. Did he start broadcasting the next season? Yes. I think so. See, they may have done it like when he had his, when he had a, a gig in town. Okay, so he retired after the 2004-2005 season. Um, so we were right on that. And yeah, he waited basically a full... Almost a full year then. Full year. I think that's what it was. I, I, I believe he... Uh, they basically waited till I If I remember this correctly, they waited till he had his first broadcasting assignment in Indy. Uh, oh, I see. I so we did. made it uh, easy for him to come back. Well, and also yeah, he, was he was like already here ordered on by other teams to come out of retirement. That so first season, like, yeah, they were trying to get yeah the uh, yeah. yeah the Celtics yeah, were trying to get Celtics, him to come back, yeah. and there was some debate whether he would or not because he yeah. could have swore they were getting him. Yeah, he yeah. For sure, so I always heard the, the franchise the held were... off because they were like, "We're not going to retire oh. this dude's number while he's still playing." Right. Yeah. <laughs> if he's wearing another team's jersey, yeah, yeah. They, maybe they should have preemptively done it just to shame him into not doing it. Well, but he yeah. made that decision. He's he's a bit of a contrarian. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome to have your jersey retired in the rafters while you're playing against yeah. them. Um, and so, imagine Jordan did that. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, so he went into the Hall of Fame on September seventh, two thousand twelve. So if the five year thing works, he waited at just least one, a year. At least a year, maybe two. I, I don't know when the voting happened. Yeah, maybe. it's probably just a year. I think it's like six months before you actually go in, sort of thing. So uh, UCLA. Didn't retire his number until 2013, January. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, he February. went to the Hall of Fame. We should probably retire his jersey. They're like, oh, that guy went here? <laughs> <laughs> should hang up a jersey. Um, I want to know how many people were number 31 on for UCLA after he retired. Only one player, uh, Ed O'Bannon. Ah. Uh, was that... Uh, 
Indiana Governor Ed O'Bannon? <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Um, so I believe he's the only guy that had that number after Reggie. Oh, and it looks like it's also retired. Oh, no. Is that possible? What? Well, they don't... Re- so you're saying that they retired the the jersey number twice? Yes. I don't think they understand what jersey retirements are. They retired Ed O'Bannon's number in 1996, and he was 31. And they retired Reggie's number, 31, in 2013. What? Um, I mean, I guess that makes No, it No, makes it doesn't make sense. sense. I mean, I, I understand logically... No, so what, what they, happened they, is Reggie played, and then Ed O'Bannon played. Ed O'Bannon played from 91 to 96. His mm-hmm. jersey retired like a year after he finished in 96. At that point, the jersey is retired, right? So 31's well, been retired. Yeah. Sure, but they didn't let somebody play in it afterwards. Right, but it had nothing to do with Reggie Miller. And then Reggie Miller yeah. retires, and they're like, oh, let's double up on 31? I mean, the jersey number's already retired. So why do you have to do another jersey retirement? Because he went to the Hall of Fame and you feel stupid that you let Ed O'Bannon wear it? Yep. Ed O'Bannon had a... Well, Ed O'Bannon also had a very good college career. You know you know, you know what I got to say about Ed O'Bannon? Suck it, nope. Ed O'Bannon. Wow. <laughs> what about Frank O'Bannon? You okay with him? Yeah. You know what? The reality is... Suck it, not, Frank O'Bannon. <laughs> you're not retiring Miller's jersey. You're retiring the number, right? Right. It's not like nobody named Reggie Miller can now play for UCLA. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Why did you re-retire the That'd number is awesome, my point. <laughs> did they re-retire no the number or did they just retire they, for they, Ed O'Bannon? Listen, they should have retired it after Reggie played, but they didn't. And then later they realized their mistake. And there was already two. At that point, there were two players that they thought were deserving of having their number retired. They happened to have the same number. Two birds, one stone. UCLA has totally botched <laughs> this. This is a still, still Chavez sham mockery. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I I am what let's I'm gonna learn about some Ed O'Bannon. Um, O'Bannon is the lead plaintiff in O'Bannon versus NCAA and antitrust class action lawsuit against the National College at uh, Athletic Association. Um, which resulted in the discontinuation of NCAA video games. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, actually, I've heard this. There's uh, Planet Money did a story on him. Yeah. I mean, he won, he won a title he, his senior He basically now has uh, resulted in players being able to benefit or profit from their Likenesses. use of their likeness. Yep. And this is why you hate him, Colson? No, I'm just saying um, I don't understand why he would uh, take Reggie's number. Because it wasn't retired. Get it retired, and then I'm not Maybe mad at. He loved Reggie Miller. I'm not. So, yeah. I'm not Why are you mad at, on a guy for loving Reggie Miller. I'm actually not mad at Ed O'Brien. I'm or Ed O. <laughs> but I'm Good. really mad at Ed O'Bannon. Um, <clears throat> I'm not mad at uh, Ed O'Bannon. I'm mad at UCLA for totally botching this. It they, it took them until 2004 to retire Gail Goodrich. Took him till I, I, 1990 so to retire Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What are they doing? Who is Gail Goodrich? 
Like one of the, like he's one of the great NBA players of all time. I mean, he's definitely the best. I mean, I'm going to go out and say he's the best one I haven't heard of. <laughs> the best Gale ever <laughs> in the NBA. For sure. I mean, he's not even the best professional Gale. Uh, he played for the Lakers and uh, the Jazz. He was cool, a five-time so All-Star. Just- <laughs> uh, three-time all, uh, third all-time scorer among uh, lefties in NBA history. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like a footnote uh, the, with a footnote the, right the, there. The, the Lakers <laughs> retired his number twenty-five jersey, so there's that. Bang. He was good. Leave me alone. What other Gale played in the NBA? Harper. Oh, no, no, I was thinking of Gail Sayers. I'm just saying professional sports uh, at large. Sure. Not yeah. at all the most yeah. memorable Gail. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Gail Good- <laughs> Goodrich's nicknames are uh, Stumpy and The Stump. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Variations of a theme. I like it. <laughs> I'm, I am going to write uh, UCLA a strongly worded letter about the O'Bannon-Reggie Miller debacle. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> CC Stumpy. <laughs> Stumpy averaged twenty five point three points a game in the seventy three seventy four season. You played under he's, Wooden, huh? He's got a title. You know what was dumb about Reggie's jersey was when we had Brad Miller and they had to put R Miller and B Miller. Like we couldn't tell that they were different people. <laughs> right. 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 And yeah, Reggie had been there for. 16 years it was like he was yeah. half a foot and a hundred pound difference but could barely tell them apart uh, different skin color skin different color. physical makeup right. different number different like, positions we were like people were going to get them confused yeah yeah they should have made Brad just wear Brad on the back end <laughs> <laughs> actually you don't Get your name. Can, can we get people to to uh, take pictures of their R. Miller jersey and send those in? Because I, I like that. I'd sure. like to see some R. Miller jerseys. I remember you're gonna, that. You're going to make a montage of the R. Miller jerseys? I like this. I like this era. Well, and one one other thing from uh, from Andrew's question. Uh, um, he's, he's asking, is the Undegoogable podcast stream all new podcasts, or are we pulling from the old ones for our, our Saturday post? Yes. So, Colson, this is your baby. Yeah, excellent question, uh, Andrew. Thanks for paying attention. Um, what I've done is I've gone back uh, throughout history, clipped uh, uh, the undegoogleables uh, from the show, so we're not producing new material. Um, but there are basketball fans that just like basketball um, and uh, have to suffer through our undegoogleables. And there are fans of us, for some reason, that don't like basketball that have to suffer through basketball to get the ungoogleables. And so what we've decided to do is take the ungoogleables out, let them be a separate show that comes out on Saturday. Um, Andrew, I really appreciate that you have subscribed. Uh, it's a fun show. It's usually short, about 10 minutes. Um, and it's it's about three years behind uh, the curve right now. So um, if there's stuff that seems not timely, stuff talking about elections or you know, uh, I think the most recent one that was fairly time-based was um, the Oscars, and it was talking about the Oscars like three years ago. But it's, I find them still fun, and uh, you know, a year, a year and a half from now, that uh, will catch up to real time, and then we'll have to start doing uh, separate undergoogleable pods. 
We'll have a, just a full-time spinoff, I would mm-hmm. say. That's right. Mm-hmm. He's got more questions, right? He's got nothing to do but sit around and ask us questions. I mean, uh, I, I don't want to speak for his time, but uh, that, that is what's going on for a lot of people <laughs> these days. I appreciate the uh, mailbag. Yeah, thank you. Which turned into Google Bulls. I, I I feel like we learned a lot about uh, Reggie. Yeah. I was also looking up. I think he wore number ten when he was uh, on on USA Basketball. At least one that of his is jerseys. That is correct. Yeah. And that I don't know why. Somebody else was thirty-one. Maybe, but I. I feel like he's gonna. Well, probably not. Really, like I said, there wasn't a lot of like. It wasn't like a. Uh, there weren't a bunch of know. people wearing thirty-one. Right, Cedric Maxwell on that team. <laughs> and I feel like, uh, you know, Reggie just says, "This is mine." Well, I think per the rules, you can only wear numbers one through fifteen oh. or something like that. Uh, oh, maybe, uh, maybe that's what it is. That is uh, some weird Olympic silliness. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, like to thank you for hanging out with us, listening, and uh, thanks for for joining along. If you have questions like Andrew did um, that you'd like answered uh, in, a, in a reliable fashion, uh, we, we we did pretty good. We did all right. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't say like us against a second source. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we didn't did. say oh, like sure. inject yourself with sunlight. You know, we didn't say that. <laughs> we didn't. We, it, it was implied though. Somewhere. If you know how to do that, <laughs> go ahead and give me the blueprint. Yeah, yeah. that's the next level. I've been going outside like a sucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for writing in. And uh, if you'd like to have your answer, your questions answered, or your uh, answers questioned, um, <laughs> send us some tweets. We are at undebeatables. On Twitter, we're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our, we- our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message. Um, you can email us. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. Um, that seems good. We got, a, we got a store, website slash store. For our once and always coach, Bobby Sue Leonard, now in the Hall of Fame. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Ooh. <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> boom, baby. Boom, boom, boom.